Tonight we are reviewing My Crying uh, because we are doing Toy Story 4. Uh, Did you just say you're crying? <laughs> yeah, we will be reviewing and I'm crying because I will be crying. Hopefully not during the review, but there were oh, there's always tears with, with Toy Story movies. Um, True this story. Is Toy Story 4, it's... Uh, Pixar, you know, the original Toy Story was the original Pixar movie, uh, 1995, broke new ground with its animation effects. Uh, I, before we saw this, Nicole and I marathon one through three in the past 24 hours. Uh, I feel like it was uh, necessary. Major props for that. Just to catch up and make sure we remembered it all. Um, there were definitely but some you things. Thought, I d- you'd s- you'd so, seen all of them, right? Both yeah, but I, so I've seen the first and second one like a lot, but I hadn't seen them in a yeah. while. And the third one I had only seen once, actually. So okay. that's, yeah, okay. I actually watched that one twice uh, in the past 24 hours just to get it sinking in there. Um, okay. And then, yeah, so everyone here has seen all three Toy Stories, correct? Yes. Also Good. mandatory because you were a kid at the time and we had to see them. So right. it was your first movie in the movie theater. I feel like the original Toy Story is, like, you can't forget it. Once you've seen it once, you already know exactly what happens. You remember, like, everything. It's magical. It's, it's it is. magical. A lot of what I didn't remember on revisiting is, like, the snappy dialogue that adults would get. Because I think the last time I watched it, I was probably still a kid. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've watched it in the past, I don't know, 10 years. Like, it's it's been a long yep. time. Two I've seen bef- since then because I, you know, if I had to rank I, real quick before we get into you know the plot and everything and and actually talk about four, um, yeah. I wanted to see what you guys ranked them going in. If there's any you really love or really hate, um, I'll start with you, uh, Nicole. Do you have a ranking? And is there any that you you know love or hate? Um. Well, I've probably seen the first one the most, obviously, and then I've seen the second one uh, quite a few times as well. This last time that we watched it uh, last night was only my second time seeing the third one. Um, I think I'm just going to keep it as it is. I would rate it number one, number two, number three as my favorites. Do you enjoy them all to varying degrees? Um, or do you oh, not, like, I fucking three? love the first one. I've always loved the first one. That's always been my favorite Pixar movie. Um, like any any time you would ask me on a ranking, I'd always put Toy Story, the first one, as number one. Um, the third one isn't really my favorite. It's still pretty funny, but it's so different than the other two that I'm not really a big as a, of, of a fan as that one. Um, but I just love that first one. Always going to love it. What about you, OK? What's your like rankings on those three and uh, how you feel about them? I think Nicole is 100% right on this. Um, I would also go one, two, three. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to dis one. Everything about that was just it was it was magical it was the first time that the first pixar movie the first time we saw anything that looked like this at all um they couldn't have picked and written a better story i mean i it's pretty flawless i think um the characters and who they had portray uh with the character voices was spot on it is with with all of them and i i like them you know one superior two is good three was a little bit of a mess for me but <laughs> it was a good st- I, I mean it was, it, it was toy story and it was what i expected but it was just a little you know this when i'm watching two and three i always think of oh god one is so much better and i think it's just because it was not just because but a lot of it's because it was the first and you're right about the dialogue that was one of the first movies where we could go and and i think this was a big draw for a lot of people is that adults could get so much out of it 
and kids got so much out of it. And those were two entirely different things. And you know. to play off of that, you know, even with the innuendos that adults can can enjoy, thinking back, like watching Toy Story always reminds me of my childhood because I was a child watching that when it first came out and I loved it. And anytime I anytime I watch it, if it's on TV, they play it on TV quite often. I just have to turn it on because I just get the, the, the warm fuzzies, you know, I just love that one. Yeah, I like that that's a throwback movie for you guys. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, that it just takes you right, right back there. So Brennan, are you on the same? Are, are you on board? Um, almost close. Uh, I yeah. my favorite is probably the least common to be the favorite. I love two. Uh, two, two is my favorite uh, by yeah, far. I knew that. Um, <laughs> I, because for Pixar movies, my favorite ever Pixar movie is Finding Nemo. But two, Toy Story two and Toy Story one are second and third, like and pretty locked in. Uh, I love all the Toy Stories. I even love three. Is definitely my least favorite of these first three. Um, but I still think it's a, you know, a, these are all four and a half to five star movies for me. They, they are the best. Yeah. And, you know, going into this, I was hard pressed to think of a better, more consistent franchise than Toy Story. I mean, I looked at like all the like all the Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, IMDb rankings. And I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, the first two have 100 percent. And the second one and the third one has 98 wow. percent. And uh, this mm-hmm. one right now, number four, is currently at 99 so, I mean, that should well, tell you, okay. I, I'm tar- I was thinking about beforehand, is there a better received franchise, not just critically, but user scores are all in the high 80s, low 90s. I mean, it's it's just across the board. Definitely not a cartoon that I could think of that would be that well received. I can't imagine anything that has more than two movies, you know, would be up there like that. What does Shrek have? <laughs> Uh, the first Shrek is excellent as far as ratings. The second Shrek's kind of in the middle, and then everything since then is third Shrek not... is yeah. Is, I didn't is even know disaster. there was more than two. Honestly, <laughs> oh, oh Shrek the I've third. seen the third one. It's yeah. oh, Shrek the quite third. Horrible. You're right. Oh, You're it's right. quite Shrek horrible. The and the Christmas special. I really like special. that second one. There's a Christmas special. Yeah, but there's also a Halloween special of Toy Story, and that's pretty cute too. It's like a 30 minute TV made oh, for TV. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen that. I've seen the Buzz Lightyear like made for TV movie. I don't count that, and you know the series, obviously. But I like that. It's like a cartoon, not a like a two D cartoon. But yeah, yeah, two and one are both excellent. Three is is still very good, but but not as not as up to the the first two for me. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of people actually love three. A lot of people say three is their favorite. It's the most emotional. It starts for them. to shift a little bit in the way that it's made. It's a little more. I don't know. Um, I don't want to say it's more 3D. That's not the word I'm looking for. More realistic looking. The animation gets better with each one because... Yeah. Like, but I don't yeah. like it. I don't like that. You I look at that first that. one, though, like, yeah, it's the, it's one, it's the, I think the character development in the first one's the best. Like, the characters arc really right. well. Uh, and the story is simple, but, you know, flawlessly executed. Uh, but the animation's definitely, like, everyone looks like Andy. <laughs> like, Andy is everyone. And it's kind of creepy the way <laughs> yeah. he looks. That was one of the things I noticed watching this new one, Toy Story 4, comparing how Andy looks in this one and flash. we get a couple flashbacks um, and right. comparing him to, you know, what he looked like in the first one. It's night they and day. They fucked him up. They fucked him up in this one. That's not Andy. That was not him. Oh. I didn't like it. All right, well. Choice. Yeah. I guess I guess we'll, huh. before we go any further, I'll give the plot, and then uh, we're gonna start spoiling. We're gonna we'll probably spoil some stuff from one through three in here too. I have a feeling, like just as talking points. So if you haven't seen the fourth one or any of the first three, and you you care about spoilers, um, I'm gonna stop you right here. 
Um, so the plot synopsis. Also, if you haven't seen the Toy Stories, what? No, what is wrong with you? I mean, okay. Jess, our other Asterix, Jess, <laughs> our other co-host has never seen a single Jess. Toy Story, and not only that, she seems to be dismissive of it as if it's a child, a child's plaything. And uh, we could we could turn her real quickly. I know. I don't know. She's she's That's got a damn shame. She's got the weirdest taste. It's I, I have no idea if she would ever actually like this. It's hard to say. She can't watch anything oh, over it... over you know five years old that she wasn't that wasn't something she watched as a kid. So um, all right, well, I, challenge accepted. <laughs> all right, we'll see. But uh, Toy Story Four, uh, Woody has always been confident and his about his place in the world, and that his priority is taking care of his kid, whether that be Bonnie or. Andy. Uh, but when a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals just how big the world can be for a toy. Uh, I like that synopsis without really spoiling anything because the plot for this movie is very not what I was expecting at all. It's based on no. based on like the trailers and everything for it. Um, I mean, based on the trailers, you could tell, all right, Carnival, um, puppet toys that are new road trip involved Forky. and that was that's kind of what i gleaned from it from the trailers did you guys know what to expect going in story-wise or any of that kind of stuff um actually i didn't know but this leads me into a question of for you guys of uh when you heard there was a fourth one coming out were you excited about it or did you think it was you know going to be something that was unnecessary like what did you think about a fourth one coming out it's been a while. I mean, I think I heard about it uh, a year and a half ago or something. I mean, it's been a long time. Um, and I think there was initial like, oh, this is this is excitement. This is good. This is a great franchise, you know. But then there was the, the little bit of me that was like, oh, but I didn't love three as much as I loved the other two. And also, it's many years later. Are we just going to find a new family? I mean, is that what's going to be happening? You know, is it going to be another, is it just going to be a reboot basically of one of the other Toy Stories um, with introducing a new character, Forky, which is kind of amazing that the new character is trash. Um, so, self-proclaimed <laughs> trash yeah, self-proclaimed and, <laughs> and wanting to be that like more than anything so which was almost i think that was one of my favorite parts was just <laughs> five minutes of him trying to reclaim himself as trash <laughs> so i really liked that um we're given like five or six so new characters and i think for me without you know i mean Forky's probably my favorite new character it's it's between him and one other that we get to later but forky yeah, is yeah, really I good think, i hope it's the same one i'm thinking i almost guarantee I like it's it not because i think i know which one yours is <laughs> and i don't think it's the same one <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was excited or not. I think that I was kind of like, oh, this is something that maybe we should have let ride for the the triple threat and call it a day. Like, I didn't know what to expect going in here. Um, I didn't really see much that gave it away in the trailers for me either. And like you said, yeah. um, it's been going on for like almost two years now that we've been hearing rumors of it. And the last one came out, what, nine years ago? I was so shocked. I mean, Jesus Christ, I thought between... it came out like four years ago. It was fucking ten, almost ten. The gap between two and three, I think, is actually the longest gap. I want to say that's over ten years, but um, that's yeah, crazy. like going into the going into this, if this were any other franchise that had three really good films and then stopped, I would be like, no, I don't. You're gonna ruin it with a fourth one. Um, but it's yeah. But one, it's Toy Story, and they've never, to me, made anything that's not very good to excellent. Um, and then it's you know it's Pixar behind it. Pixar is right. the best 
not just best animation studio, but arguably one of the best studios there is. Yeah, they're owned by Disney now, so things are a little bit different than they were in their in their indie days. But I mean, if if anyone could do it, it would be this combination of people. Um, but the one, I guess, the one thing that had me hesitating is, yeah, you guys are right. This has been talked about for about two years. It went through development hell. It has like eight or nine different writers and screenplay people on it like the story was rewritten rewritten over and over again um and you can kind of i can argue i would argue you can kind of feel it at times because of how the i mean the plot is a lot there's a lot of different things happening in the plot and it's it's tied together i think pretty well but it's a lot going on and um josh cooley is the director of this and he uh this is his directorial debut which is kind of crazy he did a short movie a couple That's a years lot to ago take on <laughs> yeah this is i mean he was a storyboard animator for uh, a lot of different pixar films you know for the past 15 years so he's a pixar alum uh but I am surprised that he that they yeah. chose a completely new guy to do it. I'm sure he had help. Um, yeah, I'm thinking this guy didn't sleep for like five years oh, yeah. like, at all. No, <laughs> Pixar people worked the bone. You know. uh, if you hear them, <laughs> well, not just that. I mean, the stress of doing this kind of a movie uh, as your as your debut movie, crazy, right? Oh yeah, it's crazy. And um, yeah, I let's we're, we've danced around it enough here. I think uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, if you haven't seen the first three. Make sure you see those, too, because I'm sure we'll spoil some things. Um, but we rate things here at Films with a Woman in My Life on four criteria, and those are the characters, the plot, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. And we start with something that we have never started with before, and that's a flashback. Um, we start with a nine-year-ago flashback, so kind of between uh, Toy Story 2 and 3. Um, Already confusing, because well, since... Thankfully, we watched Toy Story 3 before we went, and that obviously happens in 2010, if we're going along this timeline of when it came out, and then they have, and that, and Andy's going to college, right? So when we say nine years ago, he should be in college, and he's not, he's a child, so already, I don't like the start <laughs> of this. I argue, so I argue that nine, the Pixar, the Toy Story universe does not adhere to our timeline. Because I don't, I don't think the first one is in 1995 Earth timeline. I think Pixar and pretty much all of its movies are in their own kind of universe. They're not, uh, yeah. they don't, because like, if you keep that same logic, you know, nine years later should be what Bonnie should be like 14 or 15 then. Because if you do that, like that doesn't really, you know, it's not. I, I never took it as the flashback is 2010. It just threw me for time. a little bit of a loop. If if I didn't know that the last one came out in 2010, I would have bought it, you know, but I just had that stuck in my head, I guess. I think they were trying to, you know, I, I think they fudged a little bit with the time situation um, and we're just supposed to buy it. I think that's that's definite. I mean, she Bonnie's getting rid of her Bo Peep lamp, so she's clearly not six anymore or five. That um, was more of my so. first yeah thing about this scene was that uh, Molly is... Because uh, if this is a nine-year flashback, oh, Bo- Molly, sorry, not Bonnie. No, yeah, Bonnie's Molly, the, yeah. the kid in the future. But now Molly, the little, the, right. si- the younger sister of Andy. Andy looks like we pretty much remember him in Toy Story two, but but right. Molly is at least a two or three years older than the toddler self she was. Um, I, I kind of that was one thing I was like, eh, I don't know if that's exactly your timeline, like your own internal timeline that you're working with. I always thought Andy was like eight or nine, and this would imply that he was you know, six in the original movie or like five. Which yeah. It's I thought, a little strange. I think that we can 
all agree it was just weirdly put in there yeah, yeah I, it was just this is a flashback basically they might as well have just said this is a flashback mm-hmm. yeah this is a flashback <laughs> uh there's a rescue to save rc who is not in three or in the rest of this movie he, he got dumped at some point uh, but he's stuck in yeah. like a storm drain uh they do one of their clever little toy rescues and i do i always <laughs> love the toy there it's 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 just Pixar is so clever with all of like the way all the all the toys interact to it's save perfect. them. The monkeys yeah. all connecting together using Woody's string. Um, you know, you got all the Barbies doing flips to to get Jesse up to the height. Like <laughs> it's it's, it's stuff like that that's just so like extra and fun and clever. And I I, I love when it when Pixar does things like this. Um, but the bottom yeah. after they save RC, the bottom line of this scene is that uh, another guy shows up and he's taking Bo Peep away because Bo Peep is in the third one um because we're told that he gets take she gets you know sold off or not given away with you know a lot of the other toys that get given away over the years and woody has like a last goodbye with Bo. Bo like kind of she he could rescue her but she's like i'm i'm just gonna go like it's uh, molly doesn't want me anymore i'm not andy's toy like I, it's my time to go and woody's given the option to go with her she obviously chooses not to because he still has work to do with andy um so we basically our, our whole flashback is to set up this is where Bo Peep went. This is why she's not in the third one. And she will obviously be a part of this one later on. So that's that's the flashback. We give after that, uh, fast forward to, and according to the Wikipedia, it's two years after Andy donated his toys to Bonnie. Um, I, I mean, I Jeez, guess. They're really giving you some weird ass timelines to follow, but that's fine. I didn't, I, I, I assumed it was <laughs> a month or two after, after, yeah, three, me too. I thought, but I didn't feel like Bonnie was. I didn't feel like Bonnie was like three in in the other Toy Story. I guess I mean, was she or she, or two. was she starting off here kindergarten? So she would be five, maybe six. She would be five. So the here. other one, yeah. she was three or four. I mean, yeah, I think two years is. I I would have guessed six months at the most, kind of thing. Yeah, because at the end of three, yeah. she was already like talking and playing and saying all these like intricate things when she was playing with Andy in the in the yard before he left. She right. was at the daycare center, so she was, um, you know preschool age preschool. i guess but yeah i mean yeah. you know another time thing we kind of gotta push brush over here and we start with uh they're all in like a closet and bonnie comes and picks her toys that's kind of how we learn how bon- like, bonnie opens up her closet and picks her toys for the day to play with and um it's woody that gets left behind all the other stars plus a lot of bonnie's toys like the triceratops uh the the, the little rag doll thing mr prickle pants Mr. Prickle Pants, the the Shakespearean uh, porcupine. <laughs> um, they all get all all the usual suspects get picked, but um, Woody does not. She pulls off Woody's badge, get, puts it on Jesse, and um, Woody gets left in the closet with the neglected toys. So this is kind of setting up. Woody is no longer top dog. He's not in charge of the room. I think that purple haired little doll that I, I don't remember the name of Dolly. Uh, is, she, is she literally just Dolly? <laughs> yes. That's easy enough, I okay. guess. She's Dolly. <laughs> so Dolly is kind of in charge of the group now. Um, I love it. And uh, Woody, uh, oh, she's starting her first day of kindergarten. She's nervous. Bonnie is. Um, she's not allowed to take any toys with. But Woody sneaks into the bag against Dolly's wishes. And because of Woody's craftiness in the kindergarten, um, gives Bonnie, unbeknownst to her, a bunch of little like pieces of trash and she makes Forky, uh, who is yep. a spork with googly eyes, uh, <laughs> pipe cleaner arms, and a broken popsicle feet. 
Um, and he looks hilarious and he walks hilarious and <laughs> the way he talks, especially in the, in the beginning is it, it, I, I think it all works. It reminds me of a Muppet. It's the best. Yeah. What do you guys think of Forky here? Who's like our first new, new character in this. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she made a new friend literally. And that's the joke in the movie. She made a new friend. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, I wasn't sure what this was going to be, but. I liked what it was and the fact that, like I said before, that he just thinks he's trash. He doesn't think he's a toy at all, which is kind of funny because the toys don't, they know they're toys, but they also think they're more than toys because they come alive at night. So I think you need to have a drink if you're going to try to think about that a little bit more. Um, Way ahead of you. All right. Okay. I see. I see. I see. I didn't. Nicole had a drink in the theater Um, uh, with uh, with all the little children. No, no. We'll get to this later. We'll get to this later. But we'll talk about Forky. I I had like a green drink in the theater. Um, I was trying to keep it clean. You know, kids and all. So, um, yeah, so I really, I really, I really liked, I liked him more than I thought I was going to like him, but I mean, he, you know, he's a plot mover. He moves the plot along. Yeah. He's necessary Um, to the entire, uh, I'm going to say somewhat convoluted plot, uh, as, as we go along. Yeah. More so than necessary. I think at times. Yeah. You know, no, not even at times. It is way, there's a lot of moving pieces. I'm, I would be surprised if a kid could follow. Oh, movements. totally. I, I, I think yeah. I was able to, for the most part. There's a couple of, like, buzz subplots that I didn't always understand where we were. Or, or it kind of felt, <laughs> it, it felt very B. Like, it felt very and not... And why, why was he having an existential, you know, situation happening in this movie? <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get to... So, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Because I have some opinions on, on Buzz as a character in these. But... um. Woody takes Forky home in the little backpack. Forky, all he wants to do is go live in the trash. <laughs> and by basically saying, trash, trash. I love trash. how dry he is. He's so dry. And his, his He's voiced by humor, uh, Tony Hale, who is yeah, it's the perfect. perfect choice for this character. Um, He's so dry. And I just love how he acted through this. It, it was the perfect thing that we needed for it. I don't know who that is. Tony Hale, he's in Veep currently, but he... Uh, he's in Arrested his, Development. Arrested Development's probably his biggest role. He's the younger brother, Buster. Um, he's done some other oh. voice work, but uh, yeah, he's he's like a nervous okay. weirdo. He he's what he also plays. in um, the movie The Heat with Melissa McCarthy and... Uh, oh, yeah. What's her other one? I don't remember. Sandra Bullock. He was the, he was the Bullock. one that was cheating on his wife with prostitutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he's always like a nervous right, weirdo, so it's kind of a it's a good right. role for him, and his voice fits. And the whole beginning here is the Bondi's going on a road trip. She's taking all the favorite toys, um, and Forky is currently her favorite toy because she made him herself and takes him everywhere. But Forky does not want to be a toy. He wants to go live in the trash. So Woody <laughs> deems it on his own job to prevent Forky from jumping in the trash and we get like a four and a half minute it feels like montage of Randy Newman singing while Forky tries to escape and (laughs) fall in the trash and Woody keeps throwing him on the bed throwing him on the table this part I'm like chuckling and then I stop because it's going too long and then it comes back around because he's still trying to throw himself away it's too long 
No, I don't think it's too long at all, but it does get, there's a lull and then, and then it's more. And I'm like, okay, I didn't think I needed more of this, but I'm, I think I need more of this. It's one of those comedy bits pretty... that like you start laughing and then you kind of stop and it's still going. So then you come back around and start right. laughing at it again. It's it's one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like forky suicide and we're laughing. We're like, okay, I'm buying this. I know. I love it. He's and Woody's like, the parent. He's basically like, I just want to die. <laughs> like, he's, he's... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> just let me go back to being trash. Please. I wasn't meant for the, and I love his explanation <laughs> later. It's just so warm and cozy. You feel safe there. I'm just like, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so Forky's a, a, a quirky character. Um, so during the road trip, Forky is able to ex- escape, jump out the window, and this is kind of what we get the plot rolling. You know, they're in an RV. They're driving down the road. Woody jumps out uh, after learning they're you know close enough to town uh, to get Forky. They have like a heart to heart. Uh, Forky's dragging himself along. He keeps asking Woody to carry him. Woody <laughs> regales him with tales of Andy. And I like this part where they're like, and he, uh, they're talking about Buzz. He's like, and he really believed he was a space ranger. <laughs> and, and he's, right. And then Forky's like, and then he was on a different planet. Yeah, and then he was and... on a different, that guy must have been so annoying. <laughs> I like the returns to the to the original three here during this. I do like that. They and needed it to pull together. And it's little parts like this that, like, if Woody hadn't have told him this little story on their walk, like, several other points in the plot later wouldn't work. And it's why I kind of, right. w- when we get to the plot grade, look past the convolutedness of it all to a degree, because things do kind of tie back and go together, and I, I appreciate It's a quite a tangled web of a plot, but I think the, the, the strings connect, um... But yeah, so Woody's talking to Forky. Uh, they get they make it to uh, town, and Woody sees the anti- antique shop, and in the window is the lamp that uh, Bo Peep and her sheep uh, used to sit on uh, in the antique store window. So he kind of we you know we had that set up at the beginning. He he goes in there with Forky against Forky's will. Who he's convinced he's convinced Forky that uh, he is the trash to Bonnie, so that. So that um, he could, he'll he'll stop running away and trying to kill himself, uh, and they go into <laughs> the antique shop, and this is this is some, some scary shit. Uh, I I really yes. I love this part. Uh, there's like these wooden uh, marionette no. puppets, or like wh- what are they? Like the is that what they are, or the hand puppet? What are, what are those guys? The guys with they're, the mouth? Yeah, they're they're like a, they're a marionette. They didn't have. I strings, can't even think but... of what they're called right now. They're like ventriloquist Just dummies. Is awful. that what they are? Yes, yes. Ventriloquist oh, dummies. Oh yeah, they are ventriloquist. So Thank you. Yeah. Several identical ventriloquist dummies running around, and they're pushing this baby cart. Who has? <laughs> there's so many. There's five. <laughs> oh, there's five. I thought well, there were first four. there was one. The first there was one. At first and then there was, it was like, one. Okay, one is terrible. And then once there was more than one, then it was like, I. I'm going to look at the end of this and see that Stephen King had a hand in this. <laughs> They're scary. This they have like a slack jaw and their me. eyes don't go anywhere. They don't talk really. Um, but the No. The no, they're leader... all limpy and shit because they don't have bones. <laughs> yeah, the, the limpness of them running with their like mouth chomping. They remind me of like Titans from Attack on Titan. They're very scary. Um, but uh, the leader of them is Gabby Gabby, who is like an right. old 50s doll. Um, and this is another scary scene uh it's like she's basically introduced as the villain pretty quickly on um 
she's like, oh, I know, Bo. I'll take you to her. And she's getting pushed around in her little, like, 50s baby cart, baby carriage thing. Yeah, pram. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, so Woody and Forky are sitting in the back seat, and, and she sees his voice <laughs> box. She's like, oh, I have one, too. I bet they were manufactured by the same people. And then she pulls her string, and her voice box is all crackly and doesn't work. And then Woody pulls his, and it does. And it's very creepily as as more ventriloquist dummies come out of the shadows it's very creepily implied <laughs> that she wants to rip Woody's voice box out oh, and yeah. replace it with hers yeah she does and i'm like oh yeah. this is this is a, yep. uh not at all what i was expecting to be any part of the villain of this movie um also there's going to be kids that have legit nightmares about this tonight the kids in my theater i'm sure are gonna have not nightmares about this because i was like what? it's pretty deep it really I don't is like this it's i don't like it's it it's scary like it's scary for a g not even a pg <laughs> this is a g-rated movie um it's fucking but- ventriloquist well, dummies though. when they would come around there was like one and then two and then three and then four <laughs> like, i know the more fuck? just for like me- appear out of the shadows and are walking around like guarding the cart i'm like ugh, ugh, creepy yeah and for me, those things live on the same street as clowns. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like this at all. I don't like any bit of this. It was and, scary. I mean, that Chatty Cathy doll, or no, what was it? Gabby Gabby. I think she was supposed to be like a Chatty Cathy. I maybe think they so. Maybe they couldn't get the... Yeah, um, I, I mean... Maybe they couldn't get that, but... Yeah, it's like... Con- but she looked really good for her age. You know what I mean? I mean, she was like in really... She would have been like... In Toy Story 2, she would have been in pristine condition. Well, we see so, her later that she's doing um, those little... She's doing her makeup, basically, in the mirror, like, trying to keep herself pristine. <laughs> she's putting her... Yeah, putting her freckles back on. But she's still... I mean, her hair is tight. Everything looks really good about her dresses. Looks like it's original. You know, she's got her little Mary Janes on. Now, that's it, thing. She definitely like, doesn't she, look like the, the psycho, but she's totally the psycho. Yeah. And that's her thing. She really wants to be like taken home to a kid she wants to be played with like a lot right. of the toys do but she's had this broken voice box her whole life so she's never had the chance and she thinks if i'll just get this voice box fixed um this girl who's the the granddaughter of the antiques owner she'll take me home because she comes in here every day and and she pretends to have tea time with her because she's she's like fucking insane it's very it's, she's a very scary <laughs> character especially in the beginning here um but she's like if- yeah but listen gabby gabby it might be the company you keep i mean is that christina you know, we're all judged by that it is that's christina hendrick's yes. character who yeah. Yeah, she know, she's, she's, she's joan in mad men i think it's her biggest role but she's in a lot of stuff these days um yeah but yeah good choice it really fits um, they cap so they capture Forky. Uh, Woody is able to get out, but he they capture Forky. Um, but Woody's whole goal is to t- save Forky because Bonnie loves Forky and Woody loves Bonnie. So there you go. Um, and w- Woody ends up in like a uh, in like a what is it like a playground? It looks like some sort of park. Um, and all these other yeah. toys who are like toys that get left in the park all the time. Like they're just like that's where they lay and like stuff. Uh, there's a there's combat Carl's there like from the first one, combat. Uh, he yes. finally gets a speaking role. Um, uh, <laughs> there's like a twirly dancer thing. I like I like her moves. Um, Those are sky dancers. What do you mean on. twirly dancer thing, dude? Come on, Brandon. Sky dancers. I don't know these things. Um, you put them on the little I... charging station and you pull the string yep. and they go flying in the air. It's fucking amazing. Yep. 
I just totally remember the commercials for those. I can honestly say we didn't have one in our house, but yes. Mm. <laughs> we did. <laughs> well, yeah, you grew up with girls. We, I did not. Um, but uh, so Woody in this, in this era, in this time, uh, gets picked up by a kid, and then the kid picks up another toy, and she's like, you guys could be married or whatever. And uh, the other toy is Bo. It's Bo Peep. And yeah. she's got, like, this new, like, overalls with, like, a skirt on thing going on. Like, she's got a new do, basically. <laughs> um, and I love their reunite. Uh, when they reunite, they're just, like, they have to be their toy selves looking at each other. Like, they can't break character. Um, right. And then as soon as they get the chance, obviously, uh, Bo does all this crazy stuff and gets them away to her, uh, her what is it, skunk mobile? It's like an RC car that is looks like a skunk so that people will run away from it like Bo has been a very crafty like she's kind of like 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 Sarah Connor like (laughs) are you getting like uh Rosie the Riveter vibes from her right now because I was yeah yeah what is that yeah that what Rosie the Riveter (laughs) Just forget it. Just keep going. Go, go, go. Yeah. Go. All right, well, yeah. no, actually, I want to cut. So, um, what, I mean, we, we also get introduced to her mini cop, <laughs> Giggle McDimples, uh, who lives in one of those little, like, you open them up, and, like, they, it's like a little person inside. Like a littlest like, pet shop or something. Yeah, and, like, a car yeah. drives around at the bottom on, like, a little track, um, and she's, like, this little mini, like, sidekick of, uh, of Bo's. Uh, Bo's sheep are also there. Um, but I guess yep. this is pretty much all our new characters, our old characters. Everyone's basically been introduced except for, I guess, t- I guess three other characters. But, I mean, before we get into all those, we got to rate something here. Uh, the characters of this movie, I'll start with uh, <laughs> Nicole. What would you rate the characters of this movie? Mm, well, the new characters here, uh, I guess and I you should... You can include should, the ones that get introduced later, too. Just I know. should start with something else. I have I have quite a confession to make here. <laughs> Me and Brennan went to lunch before this movie, okay? And okay. I had quite a few drinks. Okay. So I walk into the theater where there's other children, and I've, I also bought a beer at the theater. <laughs> and what I fell asleep throughout 70% of this movie. Nicole. So <laughs> I didn't realize it was that long. Right. I thought you were maybe forty percent. Based based on what I saw <laughs> in the beginning, <laughs> I'll give the I'll give the characters a three because <laughs> I did not enjoy how they implemented these new characters in with the old characters. I didn't like how the old characters acted. I feel like they were really put on the back burner and I didn't want that to happen. I figured that was going to happen. The characters that we brought into here, I didn't enjoy that much. Like Forky was funny for like five minutes and I'm like, oh, I'm over this. He's really like simple, simpleton. And I didn't want that. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch anything with the with Gabby Gabby, unfortunately. I saw her for about five <laughs> minutes and then I fell asleep. <laughs> But uh, I thought you were I, awake. I would okay, I would have no, woken you up. I, I didn't realize no, I, you were... I saw nothing. So. <laughs> All right, so I think the rest of this review Hi. will mostly be Mama K and I, and with Nicole's occasional ratings on what she remembers seeing. Um, so yeah, I get. Um, so it's a three from a three from Nicole, considering she saw thirty percent of the movie. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna up that. You know, that would equal like probably like a four in some world. But I'm gonna go with. A four or five. I really like, I, I like this world a lot. I do wish that we got to see a little more. I mean, I love, you know, like Rex and Ham and 
uh, Mr. Pickle Pants and all the old school people. Yeah, what happened to RC? I feel like he gets just he doesn't talk, so I guess he's well. There's a lot of guys from those original um, ones that get lost over the years that we don't get to see that happen. Yeah, Mr. Spellchecker or whatever. The yeah, the yeah, buff guy with the but, with the silver mohawk thing. Um, the the trickle dolls. <laughs> no one remembers him but you. Uh, but trickle dolls sort of had they had a little tribute to the trickle dolls here. I thought when um they were doing that original rescue and uh bonnie had not bonnie Bo. bonnie no no what's what, molly. molly molly had yeah oh, they were trying to yeah, show how right, old she right. was she had they had the little i think it was like seven little dolls that went one two three four and then each one was smaller than the other anyway um i called that a, a oh those were her birth tribute. her birthdays whenever she turned another birthday yeah. yes yeah she would get like a what are those? I feel like called? every white girl in New Jersey had those. Careless like every little Italian are... girl in New Jersey had those when they Did were. You had those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had something like that. Yeah, that's why I figured that's what you were getting at. <laughs> <laughs> every girl named Nicole. Who, every South Jersey girl, Italian named Nicole, had one of those. <laughs> Population that lived in three. my house. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> so I mean, I. I like it. I mean, I, I do wish there was a little more, um, you know, I love when Buzz and Woody interact. Um, Who's your favorite and least favorite character? And if you're fa- if those haven't come out yet, just let me know. But, you know. You mean new character? New character. Or? New character. Yeah, because there's probably like six or seven. And let's call Bo Peep <sighs> for all intents and purposes a new character because she's very different in this movie than she was yeah. in her minor roles in the first two. Yeah, I like Bo Peep as a character. I, I like where I like what she's at. You know, in the other ones, like you said, she was just sort of more actually what you would think of Bo Peep. This this is like uh, she's got Rosie the Riveter Bo her. Peep. Yeah, she like, I like Michelle Rodriguez too. did out. You yeah. know, she was all, <laughs> Kinda, yeah. It was really cool. And I, all I could think of was, wow, that skirt has so many uses as what she's using it as for very many different things. So I would have never thought that. Um so she's she might be uh she might be my favorite uh my least favorite the sheep are pretty cute too yeah the sheep are yeah, yes as as sidekick ancillary characters i mean least favorite it's hands down those dummy ventriloquist whatever the hell because <laughs> we're talking about I gabby gabby or gabby gabby's goons <laughs> Gabby Gabby's fine and whatever. It's the goons. They're, they were just, I mean, stop <laughs> it with those. It gave me Sid vibes from the first movie. I remember the first time when you saw Toy Story, um, you were a little scared of Sid and that doll head thing that came out from underneath the bed with all the... Well, yeah, to a two-year-old, that is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's what... I, I was a virtual two-year-old in the theater going, oh my god, all of these parents are going to have kids with nightmares tonight, and I probably might also have myself with nightmares tonight. So, those are my least favorite. Totally effective characters. I'm not going to say they're not, but... Um, you just didn't yeah, like <laughs> A little too scary for me. <laughs> I'm at a I'm at a four for the characters. Um, you know, Woody and Buzz, as always, are really good. Uh, Buzz, and I and I can talk about Buzz here. Has progressively had less to do. They've had to kind of yeah. make stuff up for him because it's Buzz is at his best when he is 
I don't know what's going on. Yeah, um, fish out of I, water buzz. Yeah, fish out of water. Like, I think I'm a real space ranger, and I find out I'm a toy. That arc in the first movie, I mean, Buzz yeah. has never been as good as he was in the first movie. He's always, Since then, he's been a good B-plot leader, which is what he's been relegated to in every other movie, including this one. Um, but, the, I mean, and the way they did it in 2, they had other Buzz. And the way they did it in 3, they they reset him to be a weapon, and then he became Spanish Buzz. Like, they always find ways for him not to be, you know, it's for him to be, yeah, the fish out of water. And in this one, yeah. the way they do it, I kind of like it. Um, it's one of the, my favorite Existential Buzz? What? Existential Buzz? Yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes of dialogue in the movie where it's just Woody and Buzz talking. Um, Woody's watching Forky and she's like, you know, it's that little voice inside of me just, you know, he won't let me sleep. I just I just need to, yeah. you know, look out for my kid. And he and Buzz is looking at him for a second like, little little voice inside you? What do you and then like like, and like he's so confused like he doesn't understand like the metaphor still what do you mean? And, and that that takes me back yeah like what do you mean by that like and then he, the rest of the movie to get him he's kind of magic eight balling himself uh, he yeah. clicks his his little speech buttons and based on whatever catchphrase he says will determine what choice of action he takes because he thinks that's right. the little voice inside of him I lo- I like that choice here for that's Buzz. pretty good. Um, yeah. Woody Woody is really good in this. He's always the star to me, and I think his arc in this is good. Probably his second best after uh, I'm gonna argue Toy Story two. I think is his best arc. But and then so and then the, oh yeah, a lot of our other old characters are relegated to the side. Um, as far as new characters go, I really like uh, Forky. I like um, yeah. I like Gabby Gabby a lot. Gabby Gabby might be my favorite new character. She's she's good. She's extremely interesting, and I I I didn't realize until her conclusion how emotionally invested yeah. I was in her character. Um, but she's extreme. Like I think, she, and I'll talk about her more later as she kind of arcs and changes. But she is extremely interesting. Um, and Bo is good. Bo's a good action leader here that kind of keeps the plot moving. And then the other characters we're going to get in a little bit, I don't like them as much, which is surprising considering all the actors who are playing them. Um, I don't really care about them later on. Uh, they don't they don't leave much of an impression on me. Um, so I'm out of four. Uh, you know, solid. Uh, so I'll, always some strong players, but some weaknesses yeah. later on. Um, so where were we with the plot? I, I can't. Uh, we were talking a lot. We there. were still stuck in the store. We were, we we need to get out of the store. We're out of the store. Let's get out of the store. Forky's captured. Yeah. Woody gets. Uh, <clears throat> Woody uh, gets out though. Uh, heads to the carnival. No, we weren't in the store because she's already with with Bo, and Bo has agreed to help Woody get back in the uh-huh. store to save Forky. Meanwhile, uh, Buzz and the gang, and Bu- basically Buzz is, has chosen to uh, go and listen to his inner voice and try to save. Woody uh, and Forky um, by going into the carnival and doing a bunch of random stuff. Uh, he meets the two stuffed animal characters, which is played by Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Okay, I might like them more. I forgot about them. That's I would terrible like that to... they're forgettable. That's what, that's the problem. I would like to like them. I like uh, I like Jordan Peele a lot. Keegan Michael Key, I'm pretty yeah. lu- I'm pretty lukewarm on, but I like Jordan Peele a lot, and they're pretty. Except for a few, like maybe one or two scenes later on, they don't—they're not given much to do. I don't think they're, they're particularly fun. That was um, Key and Peele. Yeah, the stuffed yeah. animals were Key and Peele. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. The little one they was Key. Anno- the, they were the, so the, annoying. They were. Oh, you were awake for this part. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. They have a scene or two later on that I like, but 
I don't, yeah, for well, the most part, I, I don't thought their think... entrance was good, though. I thought the entrance was, I, I was like, okay, I'm interested in these, in these characters. So when they, when they're trying to, uh, kick the crap out of Buzz Lightyear. Um, yeah, for showing them up, because they're trying, their whole yeah. thing is they want to go to a child, too. But they're a pretty pedestrian, uh, kind of stuffy, so. Yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't know why I'm not able to get on board with them here, but I, I'm just not quite able to do it. Um, but so that's like Buzz's B plot is he's working with them, uh, kind of against their will uh, to find Woody and Forky. And it all culminates when all of them, you know, Buzz and the two plush guys, Bo and Woody, uh, all meet on top of like the, the building, the, the thrift store that, and, uh, who's also there, the, uh, the little, the little miniature cop giggle McDumbles is like the other character in here. Um, <laughs> And they go all break into the store. They split up into groups. Uh, Bo's with Woody and Giggles with uh, uh, with the other the other ones. Okay, I might have fell fallen asleep during this part. So oh I'm the only God, one. This so is I'm just the- dragging while we're talking about it. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. This is a totally story review. Talking I knew about. it was gonna. I knew this is gonna be a long one. This middle. This middle plot. So I guess I'm the only one who's awake at this point. Um, I'll, I'll skim. Out. I'll skim through it then. Uh, they break up into groups. Uh, they have a little. Uh, Buzz's two uh, key and Peel have like weird like fantasies about how they're going to they're get the terrible. keys. They're terrible. Get buy. rid of them. Psh, they're done. Actually, I loved those. I loved those little fantasies that they had. I thought those were great little pieces. Oh, they were hilarious. The third one is the best because they, they kind of yeah, the third one's... to it. Um, yeah, it's basically fantasies of them. All right, what are we gonna do to get the keys? They their their plan is just tackle the woman, and you know before <laughs> right. you know oh, where they run, where they show to her house and their house. Yeah, and they're just they, they they're looming over her in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> After it's already set up, because that the first two are like some fancy operation names, and the third one is called Operation like Attack and Pounce or something. And the whole time she's right. the old woman's going throughout her day, nothing's happening, and uh, and uh, giggles like. Alright, is this going as her? Like, don't interrupt our story. She's like taking a bath, she's eating dinner, she's sleeping in her bed, and then all of a sudden they just kind of rise up and they're like, Yeah, you know. <laughs> so that's like my favorite scene with, with these two. After that, I, I don't yeah. care about them anymore. But um so and then on Woody and Bo's side, they go and recruit the help of Duke Kaboom, uh, who is a Canadian stuntman toy, uh kind of like a what's an evil can evil, but for Canada. Yes. Um, yeah, and this is voiced by Keanu Reeves, who we've talked about on this podcast yeah. many times before. Um, <laughs> another character that out of I, nowhere. Another character that I wish I cared about at all. I don't like. Duke I Kaboom. know he's pretty, terrible. He's pretty Ooh. nothing. I want. I wanted him to be better. I did. Too slow. His jokes weren't funny. It was just really unnecessary. It I didn't like good. that pressed. Was that the scene where they where she like walked into the jukebox and yep. saw all them? Yeah, so you were I, awake oh during God, this during is, parts. This here. is you when I fell asleep. No, no, no. Oh, this is when mind. I fell okay. asleep because <laughs> this was the worst part. It was so weird. I didn't get any of it. I don't know who any of these little characters are. It's unnecessary. They got like a weird standoff. I don't, maybe I'm lying. I don't know because I was sleeping. But <laughs> this is what I saw in my head. It was wasn't good. <laughs> no, but, I mean that's kind of what happens. You were probably it sounds like you yeah. were kind of maybe in and out, not fully sleeping, yeah. but like. Uh, but then, so th- there's their plan to get Forky fails. Um, uh, 
the the Gabby and her and her cronies are able to keep Forky away, and Woody and Bogan do a fight here about you know loyalty to your owner versus you right. know wanting to be free uh, and roam the world, yeah. and you know they have a they have a kind of their own you know belief systems challenging each other here for the first time, right. uh, and Bo and basically everyone else goes off with her. And uh, Buzz stays behind with Woody and is like, maybe it's time to just go back to Bonnie. And Woody refuses. He has to go try to get Forky. And he's like, I'll never leave a toy behind. And then as soon as he goes in, Buzz is like, and, and he, <laughs> he leaves left. me. And he just left me behind. And Buzz wants right. to go and help him. But he keeps clicking his inner conscience. And it keeps telling him to return to Star Command and to, 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 to go <laughs> right. away. So he's like, all right, you win this time, inner, inner voice. And then he runs back. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That uh, that's the device to get Buzz out of those situations. But I like Buzz right. here more than I have since the first one. And so this is where Gabby's character kind of changes a little bit. Gabby and her cronies confront Woody, and she gives him a whole sob story about how she has never been played with. She's been defective since she came out of the box. She's basically been waiting in the store for 60 years to, to play with someone. And if I had a vo- working voice box, I could just do it. And she drops Andy's name and all these other little things because she's had Forky kidnapped, but Forky's an idiot. And Forky's been telling her all, all this stuff about, you know, <laughs> Woody and what he talked to him about. It's that, uh, it's that whole car, uh, walk earlier paying off here. Right down the road and, yep. yeah that, that's why even though this plot is a little messy probably the messiest plot of a toy story movie yet the threads that continue to tie together and the placement of the characters because it all still follows the internal logic i i, I can forgive some of its uh its messiness uh because it's st- it still does tie if you look but woody does and i wasn't really expecting this kind of thing to happen here um i didn't know what i was expecting at this point in the movie but woody agrees to give Gabby, Gabby, her, his voice box so that she can have a chance at playing with a kid. Yeah, but that's in return for Forky. I mean, it's not just, he's not just doing it, uh, you know. So no, he's not. That. But like, he, I mean, yeah, it's, it's for a greater purpose, but like he, yeah, he's just kind of giving himself. And that's always him. That's always Woody. So, I mean, I, I didn't find it that unusual. I feel like well, Woody's know. arc throughout not just the like the his four movie arc is going from kind of a narcissistic asshole to like <laughs> a like a good selfless leader is kind of what his arc has been and then at the conclusion of this movie he kind of gets his uh, I guess we're in spoilers now his Robert Downey Jr. Captain America send off um <laughs> but uh <laughs> So yeah. I guess this is. You know, Thank you for being the first one to make that comparison because I've I've stifled it at least three times during this conversation. I'm glad we were able to hold it till at least close to the end. <laughs> um, so I mean, we haven't rated much here, but I think the plot has mostly played itself out here. The whole thing at this point is get Forky back to Bonnie, get everyone back to Bonnie because they're you know uh, Jesse and gang have been fucking with the car, flattening the tires, <laughs> locking the doors. I like those little comedic bits; those are fun. But uh, the plot here pretending to be the GPS. Oh yeah, pretending to be the GPS. Oh, when they're stopping and starting the car later, I'm 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 dying <laughs> laughing. It's so good. Uh, but I mean, uh, Nicole, uh, yeah, you still there? Uh, yes. <laughs> if uh, if you had to rate the plot of this movie, of what you could understand of what you saw, what what would you give it? I guess based on the other plots of the other three, that's all that I really have to go off of because obviously I didn't watch any of this movie. Um, 
I would give this one like a 2.5 because I understand what's going on here, but when it holds up against other Toy Story films, it's not as powerful for me. And obviously, if I had enjoyed this more, I probably would have stayed awake or tried to, but I felt like there were times where I could have dozed off, and I obviously did, where it didn't make a difference for me. Um, It just doesn't hold up as well as the other ones do, unfortunately, and I'm really disappointed to say that. I would love to love this, but I know that in my heart of hearts, I'm going to love the other ones more. And the plot really lost me on this one because I just, I I don't know, I felt like there was too much going on for me to enjoy one particular thing or, you know, focus on one thing more than the other. If I was a kid watching this, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't even know what the hell I was even doing. (laughs) What do you think, Bob K? I I understand where Nicole's coming from in this. I'm going to give it a three because I have to give it a Toy Story three. Um, this is a new rating system for me. It's not a this minus. Is Toy, Story it's Toy Story four. Mama K. This is Toy Story four. <laughs> She's giving, right, it a three. giving it a three. A Toy Story three. Hey. A Toy Story three. Yeah. Um, no, rate it because <laughs> a three. It's getting a three. Um, know, it's getting I a know. three because I I think of the same things that that Nicole is saying is that there was so much and part of it I think is because it was like set part of it was set in a carnival situation. So there's so much going on. There's a lot. There's, there's what's going on with the RV. There's, there's the carnival piece of it. There's the, there's the place where the, the antique store, it's just, it's just a lot. And while you think, while Brennan, I think that you can appreciate that they tried to tie up all the loose ends in all these different ways. I don't think I appreciated it as much. I sort of thought it was choppy and uh, those scenes were just sort of like band-aids that they weren't, that they weren't really there to, you know, to really, they were there to explain things that were not explainable. It's so, a valid criticism. Um, I, I agree with you there. And um, I think I'm so landing. For, that's why it gets a Toy Story 3 for a plot. I think I'm landing just a smidge above at a 3.5. Uh, it's definitely my weakest grade. It is a very convoluted plot. Yeah. Um, and in a weaker, with, with weaker characters, with a weaker background, uh, with weaker writing, this would be like a 2 or a 2.5. But, I mean, most of the writing here but is pretty Toy solid. No, not a Toy Story 2.5. Um. No, I was saying, but it's Toy Story. That's why you get, I mean, for me, that's why I cut it some slack, because it is. It is, and, and I don't, I so don't feel like I'm, I mean, I am. I, I, I'm, it's, it's built off the backstory, but it's like any sequel or in a series. You have to factor in what you've already been giving in other yeah. movies. Like, yeah, this isn't, if this were a standalone adventure, it would be very different. But because it has backstory built in, you kind of have to, you know, take that into consideration and either, you know, positive or negative accordingly um right it's but it is of the four the most convoluted plot parts i think because like i said the the, the little parts tie together when, when when people meet here and people meet here it's not quite as serendipitous as it could be in other movies like there's actually reason for characters going to places it's sometimes it's dumb reason like buzz's reasoning is stupid to a regular person but to him it makes sense so because his own internal logic makes sense you know and it's a lot of those right. it's a lot of moving pieces so i think a kid would not be able to follow the plot but i don't know if kids following the plot to any toy story movie i think they're just- now that i know now that i know that the writer or whoever it was this was his first time writing for this or directing what was it director, director. the right there's like uh, eight writers yeah. on this and director one new he, director yeah. rashida I feel, jones was i feel like one he just bit off more than he could chew he put too many things in here and didn't cut where he needed to and added where he shouldn't have and it just became an overwhelming 
overwhelming film. There's a lot. There's two. There's a lot to grab on here. I think this is the result of a million rewrites because this feels yeah. like yeah, a lot of different stories kind of <clears throat> smashed together. Um, like yep. I feel like at one point there was a thrift shop story and a carnival story and a road trip story, and they <laughs> right. the road trip might have been the first and one, just... and then the second one was probably the thrift store, and then the third one was the carnival. And then, yeah, if I had to guess, together. I don't know, but if I had to guess, and then they had to kind of, they as each draft kept coming and writers kept coming on and leaving, they had to kind of weave what was left together. Um, the end product, by the way, was written by Andrew Stanton and uh, St- uh, Stephen E. Folsom. Um, Andrew Stanton is uh, Finding Dory uh, director, so he's a Pixar alum too, um, and I thought Rashida Jones was a writer on this. She is credited as story because she was her and one other guy were actually the original writers and they were the first ones to leave. So I don't I think Rashida Jones left on her own volition. I don't think it was working out. But yeah, it's a three five. The plot is it's too much um going on, but it's still executed. (laughs) It's Pixar other than cars, Pixar's never done me wrong as far as their execution and and lovable characters, especially. Lovable characters is Pixar's like golden standard. They just make really good characters. Um and and the the amount of emotion you bring to these computer generated not like fictional characters that are not even possible to exist in the real world are it's uh it's special. Um but the story is weak here, I will say that. Um this is we're at the point now where it's basically the climax after Woody gives up his voice box, and this is Gabby Gabby's uh, arc here. Is she she's waiting for that little girl, the granddaughter, to come in to pick her up, and she does. She picks her up because her voice box works, and she's like she's looking at her for a second, and then she's like, eh, and then throws Gabby in a box and doesn't care. Gabby did all this stuff. Oh, she's had yeah, she's done all this stuff for so long, and. And just trashes her, just doesn't care, and and Gabby is completely ruined. Like she's no longer. And I mean, yeah. I, th- I thought she was going to come back as a villain, but at this point, she's just she's such a tragic character. It's really sad. I'm still waiting for her to come back as a villain, honestly, even at the very end. So oh, <laughs> I see, was waiting for it. This is at this part. I was I no longer believe she was a villain. I thought we're done having villains in this movie. This is all internal struggle. Yeah, she now. was wrecked. Uh, I she feel was, like. Yeah. I want to fall asleep again while you're talking about this because this is so boring and horrible. It just means nothing. <sighs> it's so long. Why? Why is because this, this is movie Toy Story? Dra- it's gonna be a long why review. Is dragging- no, why is the movie fucking so dragging long. on so long? Why is there too much to talk about? It's an hour and forty minutes. It's not a. It's not a three-hour epic. <laughs> It's because the story is so convoluted. There's a lot to talk. There's a lot to, to suss out, and we've never done a Toy Story movie before, so we have to talk about all the other elements of other Toy Story movies here. It's it's a lot, you know. It's a it's a culmination. It's Disney. It's Pixar. This is everything. This is the end game of Toy Story. Take a while. Like this is you know. <laughs> oh, so we get hell? here at the end. Um, the the so Mama K mentioned it earlier the the toys on the RV are fucking with it making the GPS uh, go to the carnival uh, by using uh, Christian Shaw's dinosaur voice as the fake the fake GPS uh, this is pretty good turn right um, and turn then right. the co- the truck is they 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 uh, throw a thing on the gas pedal and the guy the the dad can't get it to stop so he's just hitting the brakes and it's just jerking forward back and forth slowly down the road as a line of cops slowly forms behind him 
And this is one of it's one of my favorite gags in the movie. And the whole time, the what's his name? The the one uh, is it the unicorn buttercup? I didn't he's, see any he's, of like, he's like, oh, his yeah. plan always starts with first. Let's get that dad in jail. Like that's his that's his whole plan. <laughs> right. For some reason, that's everything. He's he's you know that's what he goes back to. How are we going to do this? Well, the first thing, dad goes to jail. <laughs> And he almost accomplishes it. I mean, he's uh, really that's excited. the best part is when the thing finally stops and, uh, and Unicorn just giggles. Just like, gosh, he's so going to jail. That got the biggest. Au- <laughs> we were in a pretty full theater. That got yeah. the biggest audible laugh from all ages in the yeah. movie. That was just the. Dad is exciting. so going to jail. Except for Nicole, who was like, stop interrupting Sleeping. my nap time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so while they're while that group of toys is meeting up with the uh, with the the at the at the carnival, um, Bonnie's or not Bonnie, uh, Bo Peep's group and Woody and Gabby all also meet up. Uh, this is where we get um, what's his name, uh, Duke Kaboom's time to shine. He does yeah. like a trick. Yeah, it's whatever. It's, right. it's some action. Uh, basically, the point is they all get together. Uh, and meet where they're supposed to meet so that the other toys can come and rescue them and they can all go home with Bonnie. Right. And when Forky goes back, everybody's happy. Right. And but... um, before, you know, before they all meet up, Gabby has her final, her final little moment here. Uh, there's a girl who's crying and uh, she's like kind of in the shadows of the carnival and she's like a she's little girl. Lost. And she's clearly lost. And Gabby, they're trying to convince Gabby, go, go try to, get to her go go see if she'll take you and gabby doesn't want to she's been hurt too much uh she just she has no confidence left and i love i love this scene i I love it so much Bo and and woody both have learned from each other they give gabby good advice and the little girl is crying and she picks up gabby and pulls her string and she's like you're lost too i'll 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 stay with you and then the 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 cops Uh, for with the parents and they get reunited and this is the beginning of my will not end crying until the end of the movie i am this is where i learned that how much i loved gabby gabby the character because she she arcs and i love all the villains in toy story 2 the most toy story 2 has the best couple villains it has but but the gabby gabby's arc in this is the best arc and she's and i'm crying my eyes out during this little scene here where she's with the lost girl and so let me ask you at this point then do you think that there is a plot point that could have been eliminated in order to enhance the movie uh buzz and the stuffed animals buzz and the stuffed animals did not need to be there for this that really i feel like it was too much for me to focus on i didn't feel anything about gabby gabby because she was annoying the shit out of me because there was too much happening and i couldn't focus on her and you're crying over here i'm like jesus christ she's annoying i can't stand her no i i haven't this is the i mean i was crying i i felt like she just she 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 had gone through so much and she was so twisted but she's just misunderstood the whole time and she just wanted this one thing and and you knew from the beginning if she got her voice box, it wouldn't work. Whether it would be make her a, like a Stinky Pete or a Lotso villain, or if it would just break her and make her sympathetic. I just, I love, <laughs> and then at this end here, because it's Woody and Bo coming together to help another fellow toy, and that's, and that's kind of what we get from them at the end, is their new mission is to help other toys, and this is the beginning of that, and and it's to help an enemy, right. and she, and she, oh, it's just so, it's... <laughs> It really. I'm not gonna cry here. Good. I'm close, but I'm Don't not going to. But I Don't really do, do. I really do love this part because there's another part that you can cry about. 
that hasn't, that hasn't yeah, happened. Yeah, but I think we should take a break so that I, I don't <laughs> cry and uh, talk about the visual and sound because we're at the end here. Yeah. We're at the emotional end. Um, Oh, emotional for some of us, Nicole. Um, but uh, the visual and sound, I'll start with Mama Kay here. What do you think of that for this movie? Oh, I, I was in, I. it's a five for me. Um, you know, Pixar just keeps getting better and better. And as much as, you know, when You Got a Friend of Me came out, it became an, an, an earwig and just almost intolerable because it was on the radio constantly. Um, Randy Newman's score is amazing always and it was this time and as i was watching i like i was like thinking about times that we've been to the disney parks and we've gone into toy story mania and now that there's toy story land and it's so cool and i was just i'm i'm in that i just have that it just gives the feeling i'm i'm right there i'm right there with all the toy story stuff and um everybody who who lent their voices to it i thought did a stellar job um I wish they would have had a little more for uh, Keanu Reeves to do in this movie. Maybe a little more for a couple different characters to do in this movie. He had enough to do, but he we, that's another problem is we have too many characters in this. I th- When I say we cut Buzz and Key and Peele, I love Buzz. I mean, he's always fun when when he's used properly. And, and Key and Peele are great, you know, little character actors, but their plot has nothing to do with no, anything. No, they need they and needed better if, they need better script. I mean, that's that's the bottom line for it is but but for what we had and like just the, you know, the resonance, I I was there the whole time. So, I, it's five for me. We're not quite in, we're not quite in the resonance feel yet. That comes Oh, sorry. I'm really sound. That's all right. <laughs> and resonance <laughs> feel five. I'm really yeah, I'm glad that you say that it's a, you that you gave it a five because I've got some I've got some ideas on why I would never give this a five. <laughs> Hashtag not my Andy. Oh, <laughs> so Yikes. I think that I am I am more keen on the original two in the sense of how they were uh, presented to us. Like it was the I don't even know how to explain this. The way that these are made now are way too realistic and way too three D for me. They don't look like toys anymore, and I don't like that. I want them to look like nineteen ninety five toys. This is what we grew up knowing. This is what they're supposed to look like. There's too much in depth shadowing of the film. Like I don't know how else to describe it. You were it, too young just, to be back in my day. I don't know. She's back in my day in it right now. Big hard. Right, that's I don't... what it sounds like. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. let's just go back to the Snow White days when it, when it's barely even right. okay. animation. Okay, God forbid I give my opinion here. No, I love Listen, it. I don't like how intense this has become. It's it's become something that doesn't remind me of Toy Story. I don't like what Buzz and Woody look like anymore. I don't like it. It was too 2019. Too smooth. I just don't care for it. And the Randy Newman songs in here are nothing like the ones in the first two. You're always going to remember those. I don't remember any of these songs here. And they just feel like they're just too overdeveloped. That's how, I guess that's how I feel about the whole thing. It's too overdeveloped. It's not wholesome. Yeah, it's not, it's it's not wholesome anymore. It's a good way to put it. And yeah, I, I guess I would give this a a two and a half because obviously it didn't hold my attention enough to watch it and get the sense that I felt like I was in there like I was when I was a little kid watching this and even an adult watching Toy Story 1 yesterday. I loved that. And this didn't give me that feel at all. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm more on Mama K's side, but I do, Nicole, agree with you on a couple things. I'm giving it a 4-5. Um, I think the score here is still good. I like Randy Newman's score. I've always liked Randy Newman. Some people don't like him. They think he sounds... Nasally. Yeah, and it's every song's the same. That's and I true. understand where you you could come from with that. That's, you know, a valid criticism uh, from a certain point of view. But I, I think his score for all these movies works really well. Um, uh, I love the You Got a Friend in Me version they play at the beginning. It's mm-hmm. the original. It really... It, for me, it sunk. I, w- I wasn't crying at the beginning, but I was just tearing up, just remembering it all. It really floods it all back. And uh, if I had to make and uh, visually, I like the direction as for the most part. I think the toys are, look pretty similar, if not a little tweaked. You know, they're they're definitely enhanced from the original. Uh, the big difference is the people. The people are way miles and miles yeah. closer to realism now than they ever were. Not even realism, but just they look. They look better. They look like their own characters, and and it's you know. I guess that's a small criticism, basically, with Andy because and, and his mom, because um, I think even in Toy Story three, the way they made Andy and his mom look looked close enough to the original Andy. Like obviously, it was much better, but it looked close enough to the original Andy and mom to the point where I was like, ah, oh, yeah, these seem like the same characters. In the brief five ten minute flashback we get at the beginning, they don't even really look like the same characters anymore. Um, and I'm fine with that for, you know, the new ca- for Bonnie and her parents, because they're new characters. That's fine for them to look different. But I think, and and that's the thing is that Toy Story 3, yeah, it was 10 years ago, nine years ago, but it, you know, was 15 years after the original. So obviously. I'm not right. okay with this. I need to interrupt you for a second. I'm not okay with this because they went through all this trouble that we discussed earlier that Don Rickles even though he passed away a couple of years ago, they still implemented his voice into Mr. Potato mm-hmm. Head by cutting and, and you know, putting together this whole uh, uh, dialogue for him after, you know, however many years he's been passed away. So you want to keep the originality and of uh, Mr. Potato Head, but you can't keep the originality of what fucking Andy's face looked like in the beginning. Now you got to make him some weird rando new person. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think it's, yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Like, at its core, I agree with you that he doesn't look like Andy in this. But I think, and I think in three, we see, I mean, obviously he's older, but he looks like a version of what I could imagine Andy growing up to be. And two was also several years after the original. He looked a little different there, but I like that in the first three, there seemed to be a continuity of how he looked and it kind of stuck together. And this one, I felt like in the flashbacks of young Andy, he looked very not Andy so much where it actually took me it took me it, it took me until present day to get going in this movie and kind of the montage scene um to get going I'm gonna be but, honest because yeah, I it's a valid criticism I understand well because I didn't Sorry. just watch the three movies before this I didn't even notice that there was a difference at all not didn't even think about that that's probably true yeah. I mean if you have a, it, it, he, sure if you've seen if you just you know if you're fresh off watching I'm sure that that's you know a legitimate thing but for me I didn't notice it at all. So, so yeah, we've all, you know, we're all over the board for that, but <laughs> this is the end here. Yeah. Um, and Woody is saying bye to Bo. Kind of, it's kind of harkening back to that original flashback yeah. where Bo is being given away, and Woody's about to go with, uh, you know, the rest of the crew back with Bonnie. And Buzz is like, "It's okay to let her go." Uh, now and it's Woody, time to cry. She meets Bond. Now it's time to cry. Oh no! Crying has crying has been continuing to go with laughs in, intermittent because of the the RV chase. I'm talking um, just but, about me, so you know you can cry when you want. I can cry when I need to. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant. No, okay, I knew that mind. you cried um, through the whole thing. Oh my god, yeah, but no. 
Not the I, whole thing, just the last 15 that's minutes. That's what I'm talking about, that whole ending bit. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Buzz is like, uh, she'll, she'll be all right. What do you think she's meaning, uh, Bo? And she's like, no, Bonnie. Bonnie will be all right. Because Woody has not been played with Bonnie very much. Uh, Woody's main role has been to keep Forky at her side. And Forky has now accepted that he's a toy and he wants to be with Bonnie. So, right. I mean... Woody's job's done, Mission and he needs to, and he needs to let go and just kind of. He needs to Steve Rogers. He needs to. <laughs> he needs to Tony Stark. <laughs> he needs to just kind of realize that his mission is complete and be able to retire with Bo and some other toys that stick with them and 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 you know go Jeez, on his own. Push me out of this review even more by giving fucking Marvel reviews at the same time. All right. Well, I, mean, He's right, I think anyone though. who's seen both movies knows what we mean. Like it's it's very it's a very it's a very like your your work here is done. Like you don't need to do anything else, Woody. You've you've arced. You've you've changed. You've helped so many of us. You've you've become a better. You know, I know it's a toy, but a better person. As a better these toy. Go on. Yeah. And and it's time for you to go on to the next chapter, and you don't always need to have you know a human owner to look after. So <laughs> it's emotional, Mama K. I know I, I, you're crying here. You said I, I'm I'm almost yeah. crying right now. I'm, I'm keeping it together because but. I mean because there's the there there is the to- Tony <laughs> there is the Tony Steve there is the Buzz uh, Woody connection that you want to keep. I mean those two are. You know, for me anyway, they're tied together. And then, but you also want Woody to be able to, to Steve Rogers it and be able to go off with his lady and do, you know, do their sheep stuff or whatever. Um, <laughs> s- do their saving of the other toys. I mean, Woody will, Woody's still going to be saving things, whether it's people or toys or whatever. He's still going to be that guy. But, you know, in order to abandon what he's known all this time and to abandon the people portion of it is, you know, it's emotional. I was emotional. I was crying a little bit. Maybe I wasn't emotional because I wanted that to happen in Toy Story 3. I wanted him to go to college with Andy and I wanted it to be over then. And I wanted to know that um, everybody else was going to be fine without Woody and it just kept going unnecessarily. <laughs> we didn't need this anymore. He was supposed to be content in college with Andy. He's supposed to be with Andy. <laughs> well, you're, uh, you're a loyal damn girl. It. You're a loyal you're girl. A loyal, yeah, you're loyal to Andy. You don't want any of this. Any of, no, any it's of... Andy's toy. It's written yeah. on the shoe. Not anymore. It well, says not Bonnie anymore. now. It says Bonnie. Yeah. Oh, fuck Bonnie, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie's a taker. I, Bonnie just if, takes, if, man. If this were... If this were, if I felt the way you feel about this movie, then I would agree with you. But I just, I mean, my saddest part here is Woody's gone. And if they try to do a Toy Story 5 now, then I will all, now I'm not on board. They better not. I think they might, but I hope they don't. Because 4, I'm okay. Because 4, you know, every, the, the difference between going from 3 to 4 and 4 to 5 is now Woody is separate. Woody's with Bo, and and Buzz cannot carry a movie by himself. I think Woody could. I don't think Buzz can. Buzz yeah, but is it might too not different. be. Yeah, a, a new Toy Story movie might not be a Buzz movie. It might be a Woody movie. It might be. I see what happens in Toy Story Five is something happens, and and through the toy grapevine somehow Woody realizes he has to get back to help save something or another. You know, 
I don't know how the toy grapevine works, but apparently it does. And <laughs> I mean, if obviously if they made a Toy Story five, I would go and see it, and it would probably <laughs> still be really good. But I'm at the point now where I'm on Nicole's side of I'm done. Yeah. When you break up, because because to- Toy yeah. Story is Woody is Woody's story with Buzz. Yeah. As well, like Buzz is definitely yeah. the the one B, but like. You can't have one without Woody, and Woody without any of his supporting cast, except for Bo the Sheep, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, and Key and Peele. Combat like, Carl. And Combat <laughs> Carl. You Combat don't have, Carl. like, that cast isn't as strong. So, like, either way you slice it, I'm not gonna, it's, it would take a mountain to, uh, like, moving mountains to, to enjoy the next one. So, I hope this is it. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'll give my review on Resonance first. I can't cry for 15 minutes. I said it in Coco, another Pixar movie. I can't cry for 15 minutes yeah. of a movie straight and not give yeah. it a five. It's a five. I cry in every Toy Story. The one I cry the least in. The one I cry the least in is one, and I still tear up in one because there are parts of one that are. <laughs> there's just no Toy Story movie I haven't cried in a lot, and this one I cried a lot in. So. It's a five. I don't even need to explain more. Um, and I'll, I'll go to Nicole as the, the middle low opinion. <laughs> what is this? The feel and resonance? Feel and resonance. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't see a lot of it. She <laughs> <laughs> felt tired. I felt I felt drawn out. I felt like I woke up and nothing else happened and I was cool <laughs> with it because I didn't want it to happen to begin with. Um, so I'm going to give this one a two because I mean there were some funny parts but nothing that grasped onto me the way that the other three movies did and that was quite disappointing for me I was pretty disappointed I can't lie um, I love remo- re- reviewing movies with you you are so <laughs> no I mean you you like you you hopped on board you watched all the other movies over again and then you went to this movie and then you know then you're here and I'm like yes do it bitch <laughs> And I like how you're, I mean, obviously I disagree with you on your opinion, but uh, like everyone is giving this good reviews, like every other Toy Story, and you're right. coming out and saying, I didn't really like it that much. I, I, there's because parts you know I hated. Yeah, that's, that's, I'll tell you. That's, I like it. Yeah. I mean, I've been a Toy Story fan my whole life since I've seen it when I was a child and I've always enjoyed it. And it brings, like I said earlier in this podcast, it brings me back to my memory to my memories of being a child when I watched the first one. That's what I want to hold on to. When you start bringing in extra characters that aren't up to par for me, like the guy on, like the evil Knievel guy, and like the little duck and the bunny stuffed animals, they're not good enough to be on the level of Woody and Buzz Lightyear. And I am upset that it's gone to that point so i mean i I just can't get on board with it i want it to be the original i don't want to forget that i don't want anything new to come in you sound like an original star wars fan yeah you sound like mama k you sound like mama k when she's talking about the prequels (laughs) or anything else that's not the og3 so yeah (laughs) totally Mama, Mama K, what do you got for feel and resonance for this one? Oh, I, well, I'm a five just because when I hear the music and when I see those characters, you know, I'm brought back to a time when you guys were little and, you know, I have the pictures. Of, we, you know, we had the whole get ups and in the in the attic are it's Buzz and Woody and RC and Slinky Dog. And uh, I think the only one we didn't get is that recorder, the typey guy, the I can't remember what Speaking he was called. Speaking spell guy. 
Yeah, speak and spell. I mean, we 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 had all of those guys, and you guys played with them. And you know, you're more of a Buzz fan than a Woody fan, if you don't remember that growing up, because Buzz was cool and Woody was kind of dumb. And uh, you know, <laughs> dressing how I've up. Switched allegiances over over my over my adult years. Yeah, I mean, well, I still love them both, I'm... but I think Woody is a more interesting character. Right, because <laughs> Buzz is vapid, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> They're a so, good I mean, straight man idiot combo, like <laughs> right, and yeah, and they both have idiot parts about them, but that's what it is for me. And so that when I'm sitting there, that's what I'm feeling, and I and you know I have to get past the 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 plot issues that I have with the movie, and and it's you know it's not the original, and that's okay for me. Um, having said that, I would if you plopped them both in front of me right now, I'd watch the original, hands down. So yeah, so would I. Me. I think we all would. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, so there you go. I mean, let's do our final few uh, overall recommendations. Um, there are a few post-credit scenes here. Um, you know, we, we see the rest of the crew go back, and Bonnie has now entered first grade, and they get a plastic knife uh, <laughs> who looks like Forky, and she's like just like uh, Forky was, like trash, tr- tr- trash, and Forky is now taking the lead and being, no, you're a toy now, and like it's it's, it's a nice little moment. Um, and Woody and, and Bo and, and company are saving toys at the carnival. I like um, that. and I, well, I, we get another, uh, key and peel, like, n- like reality <laughs> bending scene where they, beca- <laughs> where peel gets laser vision and he's shooting it's at the, awesome. he's shooting at the giant. vendor and then they start growing giant and, and breathing fire <laughs> and destroy amazing. everything. And then we just cut back to, to Woody, Bo and the sheep looking at him like, uh, no, we we can't do that. We're not doing <laughs> that. Just... Yeah. <laughs> so I like those their little fantasy bending scenes. That's the, my favorite. That's the, the the few things I like about the Key and Peel characters here. Um, and then the last, you told me to stay to the very end, and I'm honestly a little let down. I mean, I'm I'm somewhat it glad I did, a, but yeah, it wasn't a big deal. But you had to stay. Uh, we go to the Pixar logo, and instead of the lamp jumping on the eye, the iconic Pixar lamp. Uh, it is Keanu Reeves, Duke Kaboom, jumping on it with his motorcycle doing tricks. And I did like this. He gives the high five to the one combat Carl who did yes. not get a high five earlier on. That was a oh. nice way to do that. Oh, I miss that. I, I say, Nicole, the one part I remember you laughing at quite a bit is when the one combat Carl wasn't getting a high five from Woody because Woody kind of didn't even see him. So at the yeah. very he didn't end, get the high yeah, five he gets from his... anybody. Like he got left <laughs> hanging every time there was a high five situation. That's pretty funny. So he got yeah. his he got he finally got his high five from Duke yeah. Kaboom. So that I mean that was a, that was a cute little ending things. there. Yeah. Um, but I'll start with Mama K. Uh, would yeah. you recommend Toy Story Four? Yeah, it's a recommend. I mean you. I don't think you're going to find a better movie to go see for that, that kids can go see and that, you know, of all ages, there were a lot of, there were little kids in, in my theater and, and it was really kind of great to hear them. Yeah. It was great to hear them, you know, laughing and, and all of that. And, you know, I was the only single adult there, so I did not kidnap a child to go with me. Um, So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it's a recommend. You might want not want to go by yourself if you're in a single adult, though. Just <laughs> yeah, thank God Nicole went with me. It would have been weird if I was sitting in there and like <laughs> next to like a group of fucking of five year olds. I'm like, and I'm sitting there crying through my 3D glasses, and they're like <laughs> disgusted by me. <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck is this guy? Uh, <laughs> I think it would have been better that you were crying than if you were just sitting there. 
That would have been worse. I think if I were a little kid and I saw like a 25-year-old man <laughs> sitting next to me alone at a kid's movie and crying profusely through his glasses, I would be very disturbed. Um, but, uh, uh, Nicole, would you recommend Toy Story 4? You know, I don't want to be this way every time. But you can. Why does this always end up on me? I it's don't. your your honest opinion. I, I know it's yeah. I know it's hard, but I think I don't. I, think, I, think I don't we recommend all this. I don't recommend this. I'm pretty upset that it's gone this far. <laughs> I don't want there to be more than three. I wanted three to be the cutoff, and it really had to blow my mind to be worth being a fourth one, and it just didn't. And everything that I've come to know and love from this series was absent in this one. And it's really disappointing. And the people that they, you know, every, every, every movie, they're going to implement new characters. And that's fine. In the second one, we get amazing characters that have followed us through. And in the third one, we get decent characters that we think about, but not as much. And this one, I'm never going to remember any of them. And it's just... It, it didn't add anything to me that I appreciated, so... Wah, wah, wah. That's all right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm giving it a recommend, obviously, as my tears would suggest. Um, it's about what I expected <laughs> after three, because like I said earlier, one and two are two of my favorite three Pixar movies. Pixar is one of my favorite studios, so, you know, these are, these are elite top 50 movies of all time for me toy story one and two three is a very good movie and i would say this is also a very good movie uh the weaknesses of the story it's just really all over the place um but i think for the most part the characters are strong uh some weaknesses in the new in the new characters for a little bit um visually and sound wise it's tight it it is it looks like the most up-to-date Pixar, which if you're, you know, if you're someone like Nicole who has the nostalgia for the old ones, it might be a little jarring, off-putting, um, but I appreciate what they've done, especially with the, you know, the the antique shop look great, the carnival look great, um, and the most important thing for me is that I fucking cried a lot. <laughs> I, I go to, t- I go to Pixar movies to cry at children's entertainment because <laughs> it makes me feel like a human, uh, because... I can oh. go to a funeral. I can go to a funeral of someone I've known my whole life and and not really do anything. But I could go. But then if I go to a movie about toys coming to life and hanging out and and, and talking about stuff, I I, I cry wow. profusely. Um, movies are the only time therapy. Movies are the only time I really feel. I can feel oh my emotions. Nicole? What are you doing? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Alright, I didn't mean for it to go this way, but that's a recommend for Toy Story 4. Um, and I wow. think I know Nicole's... I, I wanted to uh, do the ranking here at the end. I know it's fresh for everyone. We all saw it today, but I'm assuming Nicole's going to be 1, 2, 3, and then 4, a distant 4th. Um, totally. Is that correct? Yeah. And um, my and I'll, I'll give mine at the end here, but Mama K, where would you rank this? I know it's only one viewing. It's fresh, but within yeah. the other three, where does this fall? What One thing before that is maybe next time... Don't go to a 3D version of it because that's going to make a difference in how it looks to you compared Nicole. I'm thinking specifically how it looks to you. Then, you know, you didn't see a 3D version of it when you saw the original. That's very true. Um, that's so true, that, actually. That could have been I think that's probably a big part of it. I didn't really think uh, that differently about it. I mean, it's, it's obvious that there's been an evolution. But anyway, just wanted to put that out there. Um, I'm going to go one, two, four, three. I'm not a big ah! fan of three. Yeah. Nicole's okay, like, how I, could you put four above anything? It's garbage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, for me, if you stopped at two, I would have been 
perfectly happy. Don't so. you remember Big Baby from the third one? <laughs> tortilla yeah, head. but I, <laughs> Mr. Tortilla Head. <laughs> okay, that was good too. But I didn't really. I don't. I don't know. That whole daycare situation was weird to me. I didn't like the plotting <laughs> of so toys versus it. toys and. Ugh, a little too much. Anyway, that's where that's Toy Story Three is basically is basically the Holocaust. But um, I, I'll get into that. <laughs> oh later. my god! Yeah, and also that, the fire grim. and going into the trash compact. I mean, all of that. I'm like, Toy Story god. Three is a Holocaust story. There's addicts. Yeah. There's there's uh, uh, oh pr- my pris- god. There's, there's so imprisonment. Grisly. There's there's cooking in a giant incinerator. incinerator. Right. Jesus there, I know. Yeah. There's awful. there's the the young idealists turn into a fascist dictator. Uh, Toy Story three is basically the is basically World War two, um, but that's oh that is a discussion God. for another time. Um, Toy Story three, I, the first Avenger. Yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> so I'm I'm with Mama K in that I rank this above three. I'm still too after rewatching wow. all of them. After rewatching all of them, I thought my opinions were going to change. Because going into rewatching all of them, I was two one three, um, and after rewatching all of them, I'm like, "Yep, I'm right. Two one three is my opinion." And then this one, and now that we have four, two one four three, um, mm. you know, three. And but I don't want to say because th- when I say three is last, three is like a I, like a four point five. These are all five. The the first two are fives, yeah. and this and and uh, three and four are four point fives. Like these are excellent excellent movies, all of them. Yeah, none for of me these are personally, dumpster fires. I mean, you know, they're. They're, they're no Godzilla, that's for sure. No, Nicole, I know you've been dumping on it, but some of the movies we reviewed, I mean, you have to objectively admit this is better than <laughs> Acrimony. Or, I would or, certainly watch this again in a different headspace and in the comfort of my own home where I can sit down and truly enjoy it for what it is. But And no 3D all, glasses, I'm telling no you. No 3D glasses, but after yeah. watching it the one time and understanding what I've seen prior in the other three movies, I need to watch it again to get a better opinion on it maybe we'll do an update at the end of the year i want to do all of our uh, all of us to be on for a show to do our top fives i think that would be fun the four of us all doing our top fives for the year and uh, we can talk oh, at we, length a little bit more we better, about we better get me to some better movies then because i don't know if i have a top <laughs> five by now Mm-hmm. Well, it's I mean, it's all half... end game. It's just all five are end game. <laughs> oh, Spider Man's coming. We've we've got half the year left, and a lot of the better stuff tends to come out in the fall and winter. So I I, I have true. hope. I, I've liked a lot of the movie. I haven't seen as many this year as last year, but I, I have hope. Um, but yeah, this one tickled tickled my fancy. I like this one. Um, Good. It, it, it for me, it lives up to the Toy Story lore uh, well enough. So I mean, there you I go. Go to Disney. Um, some definitely some varying opinions here. Um, but I think as a whole, uh, critically and, and audience wise, it's doing well. Um, and I think it'll obviously make its money back. Uh, but that's Toy Story 4, um, long awaited. And coming up, we have a couple more theater reviews. We have some streaming reviews. We're kind of going back and forth streaming and theater for the next month or so. Um, July and August have definitely some good theater reviews, though. Uh, but if you have anything you want us to review, uh, on that's preferably on streaming so everyone can watch it, it's uh, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. Um, yeah, please message me or you know, and, and drop anything on if you if you 
have an opinion on the show, uh, you know, rate us on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Castbox. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of overseas listeners who use Castbox. Um, but yeah, it's like and our website. The cash box. Rock like rock the, the Casbah. Rock the cash box. It's not cash. It's cast, cast. box. Cast like podcast. Oh, <laughs> like podcast. Cast just, box. Just forget it. I do. I do like your version. All right. I know. I know. Everyone, we ran along tonight. I figured we would because it's Toy Story, and it's Ooh. you know it was there's a lot to talk about. But uh, do you guys have anything else that we missed out before we before we wrap up here? Did I forget anything? Leave anything out? Not one thing. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Sometimes, I swear. I just. You wonder why I don't cry in real life. You gotta go watch a movie to cry. <laughs> just laugh at me. <laughs> and yourself. Because the rest of your life is just so joyous. That's why. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here every day, every time. Just happy to be here. I just want to help the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the show for tonight, everyone. Thank you, uh, Mama K. Thank you, Nicole, for being on. Thank you. I Thanks, Brennan. <laughs> and until next time, everyone, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening. Enjoy your enjoy. movies. <laughs> enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.